Thank you for joining the I'm Just Curious podcast. I am excited about today. Um, Lee is not going to be joining us today. Um, I because I have my daughter Ashley, my oldest daughter, with me, um, Ashley Gavin, and she is here with me because she came up with this idea to do this podcast with you to go over a podcast that we listen to. <laughs> Apparently this is a thing that people do. Um, but we realized like, you know, like when you get excited about something and you're like, I, I can't wait to talk about it. Well, that's me and Ashley in a nutshell, our personalities. And in this Mel Robbins episode, this one is called Hate Your Job, Burnt Out, Laid Off, Reimagine Your Future, and Take the Next Right Step. And it's with a gal named Amy Porterfield. And Ashley knows both of these ladies very well as far as following them. So she'll explain both of them a little bit more for you. But um Really, what we're doing is going over this one particular episode and kind of brainstorming the way we did. We talked for two and a half hours the other day about this. So I am excited to talk about it again um, because if it helps one person to start dreaming again, start doing something again that's the goal so uh, with that being said this is my daughter Ashley Gavin hi um yeah this episode you listened to it the day before I did because you listened to it either I think Thursday morning and then we talked on the phone for two and a half hours and then I finally listened to it Friday and it was, and I followed Amy for a long time, so I knew her story, and I was, I considered listening to it, and then I'm not, but then after you had all your takeaways, I was like, okay, I'll listen to it. It's nice to hear her being interviewed versus her doing the teaching, because when you follow people and you, you listen to their podcast and their, the way they teach, and they're in their educator mode, when they're being interviewed on somebody else's podcast, they show up a little bit differently. You get a little bit, you get different stories you get, they pull, the interviewer can pull different things out of them. So it was really cool to hear Amy in a different light because she's promoting her new book. So that she's on, there's so many podcasters I listen to and she's the newest episode in all of them this week because she's promoting her new book. So oh, okay. um, this is the only one of hers that I actually listen to, but there's another one that I have in my queue to possibly listen to. But yeah, this one, I also love Mel Robbins, just like, blunt just cutthroat yeah <laughs> no no f given but like tough love but still empathetic like she's she's very you can tell she cares yeah so I just love Mel Robbins too. and she so. believes in what she's saying yeah that shine that's that's comforting to listen to somebody that has that and she's really good about when she explains these things like she talks about anxiety she talks about feeling unstuck she talks about procrastination she talks like literally any personal growth topic you can think of, she talks about, but she gives you science-backed evidence on the tools that she gives. And mm -hmm. she explains why 
we do the things we do and the how to correct the behavior or mm-hmm. change whatever. And, but it's science backed with research and all the things. So mm-hmm. I, I like that too. Cause I'm very much like, well, I want to know the like logistics behind things. Yeah. I'm just, I'm a very much, I need evidence person mm-hmm. to my detriments, but yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah so uh, can you kind of give a brief description of Amy? Yeah. So what she does is she helps people um, build their email lists and then um, also digital courses. So she helps people that have just an idea and want to create um, either a side hustle or an empire, either like anything in between on um, being your own boss and having an online business. Okay. So she teaches you the groundwork and to her and in Herman, like her philosophy is that you should start with the email list. And then once you get a solid email list of at least, you know, two to 300 follower or email subscribers, then you can start build, like selling your courses. You can do it without the email list, but you need a following of some sort. So oh, okay. she wants you to build the like, no like and trust factor with your email. But then she strongly believes in email lists because of the fact that Instagram could fall off the wagon, but you have control over your email list. You don't have control over your email you can get hacked out of your Facebook account at any time. You can get hacked out of your email or Instagram. The Instagram and Facebook could just shut down and stop letting people use it altogether. So, but with your email list, you have those that you control those. You That's own those. Because it's somebody other, that person that you, um, Jenna Kutcher. Jenna. Yeah. When she, she talks about email list a lot. I'm like, Mm-hmm. I, don't know. I mean that's what I was trying to build years ago when I had my own business so I'm like what? why are they still doing that mm-hmm. but okay I get it now yeah because okay. then you own that okay that makes sense because when people subscribe you usually store the email list on your own database so that you know you have access to that because and there's people I've followed for years that like there's those days where Instagram shuts down for the whole day and nobody can use it like Instagram blackouts you know or whatever mm-hmm they'll send an email like the people that have an email list will be like so we're locked out of Instagram today but <laughs> you know like they'll send an email still. Yeah. so that's oh that's just proof in the pudding to not put all your eggs in one basket but then also that like you don't own your social media followers you mm-hmm. don't own your that account you know because you will just like even my personal Facebook account I had that since my very that was my very first Facebook account from whenever Facebook was a thing I was you know my mm-hmm. college age years and um, I don't have access to my original Facebook. I, I'm luckily I friended myself with another account, you know, so like I can get see my pictures and my old posts from however many years ago. But I don't have access to that, you know. Oh God, yeah, that's no, no good. So that's just like proof that you that can get taken from you at any moment, you know. Yeah. So that's why they believe in email lists, and then side, you know, we sidebarred, but going back to that, then she, then you build digital courses and, and she really promotes too. Like you only have to be 10% ahead of who you're teaching your content to. You just have to have a 10% edge. So that's like her thing is like a 10% edge. And so that's what she makes, you know, well, it said in the podcast, she's in the 12 or 14 years she's been doing this she's made 85 million dollars doing her business so that's impressive teaching others how to build their own empires doing the same thing right 
And then can you give a brief summary for those that don't know Mel Robbins? Mel Robbins, um, she's more known for motivation, um, like a leading expert in habit change and motivation. Um, she had the book that went like, that blew up um, called the five second rule. So that's her philosophy on like, anytime you don't want to do something, count backwards, five, four, three, two, one, and then just do it. Because then once you start something, you're likely to finish it, but, um, or keep going. Um, and then I actually haven't personally read that book, but I've heard her train it a lot. Mm -hmm. But then her high five habit book was really good one. So that's where, that's when I really, I followed her a online a little bit here and there, and I've known of her. But then when I read high five habit, that's when I went down, like I subscribed to all her stuff and her, and then when she came out with her podcast, I have that, you know, so I listen to, I pick and choose the episodes based on the topic, but yeah. And her episodes are like an hour long. So mm -hmm. I don't always have time for that, <laughs> but yeah, she's amazing. And she's just, she seems normal. You know what I mean? Like, obviously she's built her own empire too. And she's known worldwide and all the things, but she doesn't seem like, she just seems normal. Mm -hmm. So I just, I'm like drawn to her because of just her, like, yeah, she just seems like genuine and authentic. Yeah. She's in my age range. She's 54 and in my range. So a lot of what she says I can relate to, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and that's one reason why, like with her, I, with her book, cause I remember re recommending a personal growth book to you back like a few years ago, but she was younger than you. She's raising kids. You're past that. So it's like, mm -hmm. you couldn't relate to her. You're like, well, that would have helped me in my thirties, but right. not now, not the stage of life I'm in. And so when I recommended her book to you like a year ago or however long, that's where I was like, okay, you, I think would connect with her too, because of the, her stories, I I think of you a lot, you know. Relatable, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. So, well, in this episode, I um, really liked how when Amy was talking to Mel about when she worked for Tony Robbins in San Diego and they were having, he was going to have a business meeting with a lot of businessmen and she was invited into the meeting to take notes and she described it as like taking notes um in the room but like on the side to, like not at the same table literally like um but um she was listening to the men talking about their lives and what they do for work and you know just kind of their lifestyle and she realized like I don't want to be sitting here taking notes. I want to do what they're doing. Yeah. And, you know, that's what inspired her to like step out of her comfort, comfort zone, you know, before she got to where she is now. Yeah. Yeah. And in that it's inspiring too, because it's like, and like her and Mel went into saying like, it was the starter. It was that like, aha, like, I don't want what I have anymore. Like I'm stuck. And I'm not going to feel stuck anymore. Like it's that little glimpse of inspiration of like what's possible. Yeah. You know? And so that was her like, oh, there is a whole new life I've never even thought of, you know? And I've learned over the years too, like I've been in the personal growth space for a lot of years now. So like I have a growth mindset, I believe like more than, so then when I, 
talk to most people that aren't familiar with that lifestyle. It's like, people won't realize like what's possible for them. And so sometimes it takes like seeing something that you're like, wow, that looks hot. Like, I want that. Like, how do I get that? You know? Mm -hmm. And once you have that, like she said, like grasp onto that and be like, okay, well, like, let's explore that for a minute, you yeah. know? And yeah. so, um, I think it's awesome that she, that was her moment and it's a powerful one too, because like she said, she got stuck at the like little side desk to like be the secretary and take notes, even that's not, even though that wasn't even her job type, mm -hmm. she was in marketing and content creation or whatever. And they called her in to come and take notes for these men. And these men were all online business owners that lived the life that they wanted, you know? So then, so it was just that, like, clearly there's a reason that she got asked to do that. You know, everything happens for a reason. So mm -hmm. while you can look at like, well, that's stupid that she got asked to come in there and take notes at a different table. Cause of all these guys at the, that are talking, like, that's exactly what needed to happen. Mm -hmm. Like how, what a blessing that was for her. Yeah. Like, you know, and like Mel, she never thought her, um, life coaching thing would amount to anything. So she was trying to build her little side coach or like life coach side hustle, you know, but then she saw at that Oprah conference, um, Martha Beck on stage. And then she's like, I want what she has. I want to do what she's doing. That was her same, like, aha moment. Like, I want that. How do I do that? You know? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's fascinating to think of like, but then like, I look at them too. And like, cause I've had a lot of those moments, you know, but they clearly went after them and look at where they are now. So it's like, this episode is really cool because they broke down how they started to get to where they are now. Right. You know, so that was nice too, because it's easy to see somebody talk at the level they're at and say, well, like, you know, I just, I built this and I grind and I did this, but like they even shared, and this is the first time I've heard either of them share that or like what even launched them into the path they're in, you know? So that was pretty yeah cool to hear those stories. Yeah. That was very inspiring. And that, I mean, like, I think like for you, I mean, I know your life very well being that you're my daughter. And then for me also, I have had lots of success. I am successful. I really am. Um, so, but I'm also a dreamer. I love to dream mm -hmm. and put dreams into action at some level. You yeah. know, I still have all the same fears and everything, but talking about it is almost like if this was the dream job, just talking about dreams, mm -hmm. that is the dream job for me. Yeah. That's something to think about, you know? Yeah. Because if you think about um, Cindy, your coach, like mm -hmm. that's the definition of what she's helping people do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know that I would want to be uh, like a life coach like that. Right. But your goal is podcasting, you know, and like you're taking the action steps to do that, you know? So mm -hmm. something to consider. Yeah. Cause I, for those of you that maybe didn't hear Cindy's episode that we did for on the impossible goal, um, I hired 
after that episode we did with Cindy, I hired her as my life coach. And um, so she asked me if I wanted to set an impossible goal. And an impossible goal is exactly that. It's something that you, a goal that you really want and desire, but you feel it's impossible. So she's helping me to work towards that impossible goal. So with that, I'm learning not necessarily like, oh, we got to do this with marketing and that with marketing or whatever it is. I'm learning my own the my own my own things that are like mentally stopping me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm learning a lot about myself mm-hmm. that even though I've been to so many like personal growth things over the years, I've heard people say that and stuff, but now it's like, I don't know if it's the one-on-one aspect of it for me, but it's really helping me look in (laughs) inside. (laughs) There's power in hiring a coach. So like Jeremy and I were just talking about this this morning in the hot tub about my business. And while like part of me thinks like, one-on-one feels like it would be a hindrance to my schedule. Like I'd be basically like the salon where I'm just tied to like a time frame, and that's not necessarily what I want for my life. But at the same time, that's where I thrive is in one-on-one conversations. But then when you, so then I was like, well, I was talking about my course and like, I have my program ready to sell, but I'm selling it like a one-on-one, you know, and I could sell the DIY. I could just put it on the internet and sell it for whatever, but there is power in working one-on-one with somebody because somebody else can look at the the habits that you might not see. Mm -hmm. They can hear the negative self-talk that you're so used to hearing that you don't even know it's a negative self-talk or a hindrance or a limiting belief. Like you don't even realize it. So working one-on-one with somebody that has an outside perspective. Mm -hmm. So there is power in working with a coach. And so, and that's what I need to remember too. Like, for even my business and my goals, you know, mm-hmm. and like, this is really opened my eyes to the direction I want to go. And maybe, and maybe I will love one-on-one coaching and do that for however long, or maybe like, and they talk about too, just having that starter idea. Yeah. Like, and one-on-one might just be my starter idea. Yeah. Like, and well, here's some of the other notes I took, like she was saying, Oh, she was saying, Amy was saying she had a flood of like doubt in her own self. She was like, I have no skills on being my own boss. So she had to learn to like unboss herself. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. So that means uh, like having, wait, you explain that one. So that's where like she's had, she's been an employee her whole adult life, right? So she knows that she has to ask when she can take time off. She has to clock in and clock out based on somebody else's schedule. She has to ask for a raise and they might not give it to her. Like she has to ask permission for everything. Mm -hmm. Whereas she had to unboss herself to train herself to make her own decisions, call her own shots and figure out like, what is the life I want and what are the boundaries I'm setting in place that I put in? Like those are the boundaries I placed, Mm -hmm. not what somebody else that I'm employed for put on me. Right. So she wanted to be able to take vacations when she wanted to without having to ask permission. That's unbossing, you know? Yeah, I love that. I liked also that they kind of gave some stories about 
different people in different age groups, mm-hmm. like young high school people, and then also like you know women in their fifties and sixties. Retirement age. Yeah, and like the senior in high school that trained dogs, you know, like was really good at training dogs, and then people started noticing that his dogs were so well behaved that they asked him in the like his community that actually saw the dogs in him uh, started asking to get trained and then from there it you know he made it into courses and like expanded it from there right you know that all just started out of something that he was just naturally really good at yeah well and that's the point too of like starting just with an idea or like the starter idea concept or just, and they talked about this too, start small, stop thinking about, they said this a couple of times in the podcast of like, don't think about the millions you're going to make. Think about that first thousand. And I think I get caught up in that, like dreaming what I want it to be in five years, instead of like grinding now at the little steps to get that thousand, you know, Mm -hmm. or whatever that number is. But, um, that was eye opening that Jeremy and I ended up having a converse, like couple conversations about that one last night. And then we were in the hot tub for two hours, just talking about goals in life this morning and still like just related to this, this podcast episode that just opened our eyes to like, it almost, this podcast is like, it's the dreaming episode and telling you like what's possible with still that reality check of like, but start small, like don't reach for the stars yet. Like climb the ladder or like, you know, like Mm -hmm. get on your roof first before you like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, get, do the steps. And I think that, and then us both being dreamers. Mm -hmm. So maybe we both get ahead of ourselves in that way. I I mean, I don't know about, but I for sure get ahead of myself. And then, then comparison hits and then that self-doubt hits. And then that like, well, I suck at this to, to the point where I have been trying to be an online health coach for three freaking years now. And I'm still like nothing to show for it because fear is holding me back and comparison's holding me back. And, mm-hmm. and I shared this quote with you um, the other day on the phone and you wrote it down, but it's that if you want to destroy something great, compare it to something else. Um, one of the pastors at the high school camp that I went to over the summer, he said that on stage to 4,000 students that in that, like he was speaking to students, you know, hmm. I, as a coach in the room, <laughs> I'm one of four thousand, like over, you know, 4,500 people in the room that smacked me in the face. Like, wow, that's like a quote I need to live by. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I like this other thing that they, they said in the podcast as well. It's like, it doesn't start with confidence. It starts with courage. And yeah. like, it's true. It's like, you're not going to step if you're going to do something new you're not going to step into it confidently I mean maybe some people can but it's really taking the courage to step into it and then once you start doing it the confidence is going to start growing and it's funny because I've heard that over the years like you just have to take messy action you just have to start like Mm -hmm. it's so much easier said than done because it's like I know that and I liked how she said that like that it doesn't start with confidence it starts with courage like that frame of mind like you got to hear something said multiple ways mm-hmm. for the click, mm-hmm. but it's, it's still, I can get, I can hear the perfectionism in my brain. Like I've taken all the personality tests and I'm very much a perfectionist, logical, um, 
thinker. Mm-hmm. And so I struggle with that, putting myself out there because, I, because I'm a one on the Enneagram. Like I've learned, like, I don't want to be viewed or seen as wrong mm. or bad. So if I'm bad at something, that's just completely taboo for my brain. Like my brain doesn't want to be bad at anything. So it doesn't allow me to be bad at anything. So I just don't do anything at all, which then I just berate myself. And so nobody else sees me as bad, but my brain, my inner critic is like, choking me out like, yeah you know what I mean so yeah and that's when you keep going back to this it doesn't start with confidence it starts with courage and then just think courage 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 yeah right? yeah I hear you I am I like fear of what others think is like a big one for me especially right now you know with a lot of changes and a lot of things going on in my life I am really and then I don't know if it's that I'm doing the coaching and I'm looking at myself more. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's probably a lot of everything combined. Right. But, um, which is all, it's all good though. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of good growth. (laughs) And that, to that point, I hear a lot. Life isn't happening to you. It's happening for you. Mm -hmm. And so while sometimes you're in the suck or sometimes you're in the like, in it, you know, it can be easy to be like, why is this happening to me? But then if you stop and think like, if it's, if you can frame it into like, well, this is happening for me. So why is this happening? And what am I, how am I going to grow out of this? Right. Or what am, how am I going to, is this going to make me stronger? Is this going to make me smarter? Is this going to make me wiser? Is this like, what's going to be, how am I going to grow through it? Yeah. Versus falling victim to the, it's just happening to me. Yeah. You know? Honestly, we're not trying to sell you coaching right now, but (laughs) I'm telling you, this has been helping me a lot. Yeah. So like with the fear of what others think, I like when I look at social media, like we didn't have social media when I was in the thick of doing my business, you know, it was, we had different types of marketing, you know, and so, and we just had the image of what whoever was around us, you know, like if we felt, you know, not confident or whatever it, and it was somebody else related or we were comparing it, it was, it was somebody we were actually seeing or seeing on television. Right. So, but I liked that. Um, she said, if you wouldn't trade lives with some of the people that you're worried about offending or whatever, whatever the fill in the blank, then stop listening to them. Like if you wouldn't want to be in their life, like, so that, I mean, that, that also can flip the other way because when I look at my life and I look at all the people in my social media, Mm -hmm. so there's my social media friends and family, and there's my actual real life friends and family. Yeah. Um, with their like Mel Robbins said in there like most of the people that she like her closest friends and longest friends and things like that don't follow her on social media because she posts like three times a day and she's into different things than her friends are and that is so true for me a lot of my friends just aren't into personal growth or just wanting to start a business or dreaming or what, whatever I am there, but 
that's why we're friends or whatever, because we're so different. You know, right. I, I appreciate the differences. And I think just naturally we do that as humans, just kind of gravitate to the opposite type personality. And nobody's really going to ever agree with everything you say. I mean, I don't know of anybody that says we agree with everything. Like right. when you're talking about somebody like me and Lee, we love each other like you know endlessly but we have differences of opinions on certain things and some are big you know political things and things like that but we understand that that's our differences and that it's okay right you know and so we just learn to coexist with you know being happy with the differences you know yeah and that line too like when she said if you wouldn't trade lives with them like why are you listening to their advice you know and I look I think too like okay so if the goal is to be a coach or the goal is to be a like a a marketing expert or the goal is to be a podcaster the goal so you need to seek out the people that are doing that that know and know what you're capable of know the steps and processes to get there I don't know if processes is a word, but um, processes to get there. Whereas like, if you're asking, because naturally we want to call the people we love because we want their validation mm. and we want them to be like, yeah, this is a great idea. The problem is, is that a lot of people don't have growth mindset. And I learned that the hard way because mm. I felt like an outcast for a lot of years mm-hmm. because I was like, why does it like, everybody's bringing me down. Like, yeah. just get out of your own way, you know? And boy, can it was, I relate to that? It was so like that quote and that question that she asked was like liberating because it's like I've kind of understood that, but then the way she said that, it's like I still call my crew. Like I have my crew of you know three or four people that I call for validation on ideas, and then when I don't get the validation I'm looking for, then I shut down and want to quit. Mm. But it's like but they're not chasing what I'm chasing. They right. have no clue what I'm doing. So I need to go to somebody that's a, ahead of me. That's yeah. doing what I want to do. And so that's where it's like, and she even talked about that too, in curating your social media, like who you're following, like yeah. follow people that have the lifestyle you want to live, not to compare, but to like, see what's possible yeah. and get inspired to take action, to create create that for yourself yeah because I think like when you say you call for validation I know I've done that throughout my life and more recently since doing this podcast you know getting excited about one of them or or you know getting excited about all of them but you know trying to share it with like oh did you hear this you know like sending a text and a link to it and like all excited and then hearing what they didn't like about it or whatever. I'm like, ah, oh, like how it's, it's yeah, like stab, <laughs> stab. But the thing is too, is that their opinion is their opinion and that's okay. Right. And that doesn't make me love that person any less. And just learning that, okay, it's okay to not listen to them in this area that I'm trying to grow. And it's, I'm reading this book right now called Permission to Offend by Rachel Luna. It's a really good book, especially because I've been one to censor myself my whole life, just for fear of offending people. Because kind of the, and I was going to ask, like when it comes to being fearing what other people think, I don't 
really fear of people not liking me because I don't like everybody. So why should I expect everybody to like me? You know? So like, I've never been one to think about like, but my fear is upsetting people or offending people. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't care if you like me or not. Mm -hmm. I don't want to upset you though, or make you angry. Cause in that, in my head, that's bad. Cause I've, I've given you a negative emotion about me yeah, or something I've done or said. So that's my fear. So yeah. that's why I just kind of censored myself or bit my tongue throughout my life. Mm-hmm. But in this book, she talked about, she talked just about that validation versus I, the word might be verification. So when you are seeking validation from somebody, what you're wanting for them is to confirm what you already know. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you approach it with parameters, say, because, so she gave an example of like, when you call your friend and you want them to be like, girl, you're right. Like, yeah, that they, that so-and-so is so wrong in this or whatever. Yeah. Like, when I want the cheerleader that I am. Yep. And I don't get it. Right. That's and what you're talking about. Yep. So, okay. oh, so that, and that's one of the examples she gave, but also the like business idea. And then, but if you go to somebody and they give you all the reasons why it's wrong, now you're, you're seeking validation. You're not actually seeking an opinion. Mm-hmm. You're wanting them to cheerlead you or, or cheer you on. Mm-hmm. So if you can remember that, you can call certain people and say, hey, I need you to be on my side, whether you agree with me or not, because that's what I'm looking for right now is a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. But if you can go in the conversation and say, hey, on the flip side, like, here's my idea. Have you ever like given a story on, or an idea and you think the big picture? Yeah. But then, but what you're really asking for, for somebody is one specific piece of it. Yeah. But because you give the whole picture, they're talking about the whole picture. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you got to give them the whole picture. Or not seeing the whole picture either way. Yeah. But you're actually seeking just advice on one specific question. Okay. So it's going into that conversation with that, like, Hey, I'm struggling with this and, and setting that boundary of like, whether you agree or disagree or understand any of the other stuff, that's not what I'm calling for. I need you to stick within this boundary, mm-hmm. you know, because when they don't, you know, if you don't set that boundary ahead of time, or if you don't call and say, Hey, like, I'm just feeling on fire and I need you to be my cheerleader, whether you think I was in the wrong or not, you know, right. With a certain situation or whatever, that's that, um, that's how you get out of that needing validation from others. Like you're setting boundaries on it without, giving because it's almost like you're like it's a vulnerable feeling that's that's really good to the info that you just said okay with like recognizing that I'm I really want validation when I'm saying it not their opinion Mm -hmm. yeah knowing that then I would ask the question differently yeah because it really is a vulnerability yeah Like, if you think about it, when you're doing, like when you're sharing something and really what you want is the validation Mm -hmm. without consciously thinking about it, like subconsciously, that's what you're sharing. You're excited and you're sharing without setting a boundary or understanding what exactly you're looking for from that person. If that person doesn't understand or doesn't agree or has a different opinion or whatever, you're giving it fully open and excited and you're on, on a high, right? Yeah. And when they shut, it feels like they're shutting it down and it's not their intention. Right. They just don't get it. They don't believe it or they don't whatever. Then they're, they have a different opinion or a different experience or, or what the problem is too, is a lot of people are scared for you because they, they don't, if you ask somebody, like if 
they want you to stay stuck. That's not what they want for you. Right. But when you're doing something out of your comfort zone and out of their comfort zone of what they know of you, Mm -hmm. that's scary for them. You're going to change. You might put yourself out there and they're worried for you. Right. So it's like, and that's subconscious to them too. You know what I mean? So they just don't understand it. So it comes off to this big misunderstanding. Mm -hmm. And then you either, and then it could blow up into other things. Like you're either miscommunicating on everything, shutting each other out, getting in a fight, whatever it turns into. Mm -hmm. All because of that vulnerability of not, that subconscious not knowing of what, what you were expecting out of the conversation, what they were, you know. Yeah. The funny thing too is they, I'm not sure if it was Mel or, or Amy that said, do you think Beyonce and Oprah are like sitting there like, oh, should I post this? Am I going to offend somebody? Right. <laughs> like, That's so true. Right. I mean, Oprah would be my era and my hero, but right. uh, I mean, I like Beyonce enough, but she's just, it's just not my style of music. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's a lot of people's. Yeah. So um, but yeah, they, they aren't worried about that. The CEO of Apple or name the big company, yeah. you know, they want to do something that we like because that makes more money for the company. And that's the goal, right? you know, which is good. That's what they got to do. But they're not worried they're offending somebody by yeah. something they personally post, you know? Right. And they have. And then if they do, they have a whole team on their side (laughs) (laughs) brushes it under the water or you know they have a team of the fixers yeah the fixers yeah (laughs) yeah and then well and then this kind of brings it to where it said they said like what am I good like when you're not quite sure there was a couple examples there was one where the there's a lady that she was the, I remember her name was Anne and she's um was laid off in her 50s and she was worked for uh at a corporate level for Gap and Old Old Navy for like 20 years right yeah and so she was trying to get jobs and she's just kind of hitting you know you know block walls because you know at that she was at a corporate level so of course then she's got to go into corporate so and so she felt, and, you know, even Amy in here said that, you know, it was probably her age because people in higher level, you know, they're going to look for younger minds or whatever. And so she, you know, was feeling really frustrated and her husband was like, you know, why don't you just start like doing your crafts and art? And I guess she's artistic and that. Um, she started doing that and that created a new job for her yeah um with what was that what was her job that she um started to she was really good at drawing like on a in a there's a software program where she would draw designs and patterns and stuff and that could get transferred and sold for um wallpaper and journal covers and coffee mugs and different things but um but I liked when they said too, and I think they were talking about her because she was in her fifties, couldn't find a job, roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. And it probably was because of her age. Unfortunately, you know, it's mm-hmm. crappy that that's where we're at, yeah. but that's just the reality yeah, of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it almost was like, she ended up making 
I don't know, Amy gave the figure on how much she made selling how to do what she did. Like she started out selling her patterns and her designs and it turned into people asking her, how, do, how are you doing that? How are you selling that? So she sold courses on teaching people how to do what she was doing. Right. Like how to do the designs and like how to actually create and sell what yeah. she was creating and selling. Because there was also another lady that was, she made wreaths. Yep. And, you know, she because she loved crafting and she was really good at making wreaths and was making money on Etsy doing it. Mm -hmm. So that wasn't like, she's not going to get filthy rich doing that personally, you know, with the time it takes to make it. And all. I, I mean, I can only imagine right. I'm not crafty. So doing anything <laughs> crafty takes me forever. Right. But, um, but what she did is like, that was what she loved to do. That's what she was doing. So she made money on, on Etsy. And then people were asking her, how does she, how do you make money doing selling your crafts? And on. she was a single mom, just needed supplemental income. Right. So she started selling them just for the extra thousand bucks a month to help with her few kids that she had, you know? Right. But I liked when they talked about like, especially with they, and they, they said this statement after the Anne, the woman that was in her fifties. And so she's in her early sixties now making six, seven figures selling her digital course and they it's like well you don't th you think I'm too old to do this job watch me you don't think I'm capable of this watch me and I've lived that life in a lot of ways in my like years so it's like I need to like tap into that now yeah with just even putting myself out there online because I have my own limiting beliefs on yeah putting myself out there because it's foreign to me you mm -hmm. know but I remember when I said after high school, I want to take a year off before going to college. Like, I'm not going to go to college yet. I'm going to take a year off. And I was told, like, don't do it. You'll never go back. And I said, watch me. <laughs> and I did. I went back. And then I went to beauty school. And then I was like, I want to go to beauty school. After a year, my first year of college, I was like, I actually want to go to beauty school. Like, it was when I visited you for that summer mm -hmm. when you still lived in San Diego and your hairdresser. Like they just bought that house and she was the main income earner at the yeah, time. Her husband, yeah. Yeah. She's done. She's, I, I mean, by the looks of it, I haven't seen her for years. She looks like she's still doing amazing. Things. And so like, I saw that and I was like, oh, like doing hair, like is, you can make money doing that. So I'm like, I'm going to go to beauty school. I came home from like, we spent a month in San Diego visiting you. Mm -hmm. Second, I got home, I enrolled in beauty school, started a few weeks later. And, and the same thing I was told. Well, hairdressers, that's what you do when you have nothing better to do with your life. When you can't do anything better, you go to beauty school. Mm. It's because you're not smart enough for college. You know, yeah. that's like the mentality of a lot of people when mm -hmm. you, when they think of hairdressers and, you know, statistically like, and it's because people don't claim their taxes properly, but statistically on paper, it looks like hairstylists don't make money because they make a lot of cash and they don't claim it. Right. Which is unfortunate that that's how the industry is viewed. And that's just the, that's the industry. Right. But I said, watch me, like, I'll make a career out of this. Like, this mm -hmm. isn't just me like settling, like this yeah. is the passion and I'm going to make it a career. And like, yeah, now you've tailor made your, yeah. your hairstyling career to, yeah. What do you work? 12 hours? I a work week? 12 hours a week <laughs> and you own your own studio or write yep. your own studio. Yep. That's pretty darn impressive. I, yeah. I built like, I changed, I built that business to a point where 
I work when I want to, and I say no to services I don't want to do, and I make good money, and yeah, and now I have you know the time and energy to spend with my family and pivot and do something else, like yeah, you know, move services online, and and we're getting started homeschooling soon, so that gives me the time freedom right. for my family, you right. Know? So. Don't have to justify it for me. Yeah. Oh, I know we were talking to other people too. So <laughs> <laughs> trying to light a fire under somebody else. I know, right? It's that watch me mentality. You know? I know. There is something that like I do love being in that, like, oh, I'm gonna show you. Like I I remember when I first thought of, you know, fun to be fit. I because like we were talking about earlier, my brain goes to what's, what's in five years now, yeah. instead of like, that's where I I'm working. Cindy, my coach is helping me with that. Like the reverse engineering. Of, yeah. the reverse. Yeah. <laughs> Because forecasting is no problem for me, but I remember people saying like, you, you think you're going to own a gym and you know, yeah. I was like, yeah, no, I'm going to be in San Diego. I'm going to be, this is this is in the nineties, the mid nineties. I was like, I'm going to be, I'm going to have a gym. I'm going to be well known in San Diego and I'm going to change people's lives. That's what I, that's what I, that was a big that picture of mission. what I knew. Yeah. That was your vision. And that's exactly what I did. That's awesome. Was, and I, and I, I know that, I but, but I had it, a lot know? of like, you're crazy. You know, mm -hmm. you really should work for the city of San Diego or the state or whatever. Those are all good jobs. I mean, I, right now I personally have a really good job, so I get it, but, but the, I think more, too of all believe. the people that made fun of you for the lifestyle that you said too, mm -hmm. and you still were like, haters going to hate, you know? Yeah. But like, you know, and it's like, it's, and the sacrifices. I mean, I, well, you remember you were one of two of my children along with two cats and a bird and a ex, my ex-husband that lived in a 21 foot fifth wheel for 14 months mm -hmm. to go to the next level. That's yeah. I had to do that. Well, I didn't have to do that, but that's what that was I... was the next right step. That was the next right step. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I think about too, like, you know, the sacrifices that I make in order to do what we want to do. And, and that's, and that's part of it too. Like you can think these big audacious goals and dreams, then you got to reverse engineer it and say like, you're either going to sacrifice time or money mm -hmm. either way. Right. So you can spend the time and, and there's so many, there's so much free information on the internet. You can yes. do anything you want so for free, Yeah. you know, like, or learn anything for free. Right. And so that's where you're sacrificing your time because it's going to take you a lot more time. Mm -hmm. Right. And then, but then if you, or you can sacrifice money and invest in a coach or a mentor or a program or whatever mm -hmm. to get you to the next level faster. So right. it's always like, you're either going to sacrifice time or money, but if you want to do something like you can literally achieve whatever you want. And I, and it's f funny that like, when we've talked about this in past conversations of like, we, I've got to find the proof of where we can do it versus the proof of where we can't like our brains want to keep us safe. So we think of all the proof of like, why we shouldn't, why we can't, why we're not good enough, why we're not cut out for it because, mm -hmm. because growth requires stepping out of it and doing something new. Mm -hmm. And so it's, 
retraining your brain to find the proof. So like I've proven that I can be my own boss. Mm -hmm. I've proven that I can get on social media and step out of my comfort zone and coach people and train people. So it's like, I need to live in that. Like I've proven I can do it. So I need to keep doing it. Like taking that action. It's that courage, you know? Yeah. There's that Henry Ford um, quote that I loved for years and years. And I have to go back to a lot myself. And I share it with other people when I feel like it's like, well, this might help you like it does me, but it's, you know, whether you think you can, or you think you can't either way, you are right. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's so true. It is so true. Because like, your brain wants to protect you. So if you think you can't do something, your brain will find every piece of evidence as to why you can't do something. Right. Because it's, it's your brain is your biggest cheerleader or your biggest holdback based on your thoughts mm-hmm. that you have. Right. So if you say like, I'm not cut out for this, your brain will give you all the pieces of evidence as to why you're not cut out for it. But if you're like, I really want to do this. And I think I can, like, I know I can do this. Your brain's like, okay, well, here's all the reasons that you can, and I'll show you, you know? So it's truly like breaking that quote down into. Yeah. How it works. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The brain is a funny thing. So I know that this was a lot of us going back and forth and this is um, what we do. Mm -hmm. Um, It nearly wasn't as passionate as the first time when we did this for two and a half hours, we were both. I felt like we were on fire. <laughs> yeah. So we also went into personal life and yeah. some more emotional topics. So obviously we kept this a little bit more general. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if, um, you know, if one of these times that we do this again, that we do it right away and yeah. see what we get out of that too. I don't know. Cause, um, but I, I love this. And I think that this is really good. Like if any of you have heard of Mel Robbins and you listen to our podcast, it is the most recent podcast, but I said the name of it at the beginning. Um, but I would highly recommend listening to that. But it was um, released on March 23rd or February 23rd of 2023. February 23rd. Okay. Yeah. So, and it's like just over an hour, I think it was, but, um, yeah. So hopefully this inspires you or gets you thinking for me, what I find is that I will talk to somebody, whether it's anybody, um, especially now with the coaching again, (laughs) after like, we'll talk at the time or even if I'm having a conversation with Lee or a friend or whatever, and I'm communicating, but then afterwards, I kind of like think about and like reflect and I do more of that. So hopefully that kind of brings that out in you listeners, because for me, that's when I get my best like action thoughts and things like that. So yeah, it takes the dream and makes it like, okay, how can I set goals around achieving this dream? Yes. That's mm-hmm. what it is. And is it realistic? Is it, and I, maybe realistic isn't the word I was thinking, but like, is it what I actually want or did, what did it seem like a good idea in the moment? Right. Cause I have a lot of those too. Like mm-hmm. for instance, one of the conversations Jeremy and I had this morning was like, 
it's been my dream since I was a little girl to live on a farm. I also know I'm a lazy human that lives in the city. So <laughs> the reality of me living on a farm is probably not what I actually want in life. So instead, maybe I should just volunteer at a farm once a week. That's, you know, brilliant. yeah, they always say start in your own community. And I was talking about that because I get to where I get so frustrated with social media and people complaining on it. And it just, I know people are doing it to share, to help the, you know, they feel like they're helping and they are probably helping, but right. for me, it comes off as like ugly. And I'm like, ah, and they always say, well, it starts in your own community. And that is an example of that. Mm -hmm. Like, why not do something in your own community? So that's yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm like, while it'd be nice to be a homesteader on a farm, mm -hmm. I really live it by my conveniences of being a mile from a grocery store and having Amazon prime available to me. <laughs> like I have these like modern day conveniences that I'm just so accustomed to that. Like, could I really live on it? Am I cut out for that? Is that really what my life is? Or do I just need to put myself in more places where there are animals? That's, that's you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't need to own the animals. I just need to be around them. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, with a puppy at home, it brings your eyes open. Like I've always said, like, I didn't want another puppy. I'll just rent a puppy. Well, we got a puppy. And I remember why I used to say that I didn't want a puppy again, because he's a pain in the, you know what? So. <laughs> All right, Ashley, do you want to end it with a quote? So one of the quotes that kind of goes into part of what we were talking about with this podcast about fearing what other people think and putting yourself out there and things is, um, I found this quote that I've been living by this year. It's on my vision board. It's on, it's on a post-it note on my computer. Like I'm placing it in places that I remember, but it's, um, I might be saying her name wrong. It's Isla Delia, but the quote is I'm not for everyone, but who I am for, I'm for in a major way. And that I just need to remember, like, I'm going to piss people off. People aren't going to agree with me. And, but then on the flip side, there's going to be somebody that hears what I have to say. And they're going to be like, take action that improves their life or yeah. they're, they're going to, it's going to be exactly what somebody needs to hear in that moment. Or mm -hmm. so I just need to go like who I am for and for in a major way. Yeah. And then with that, I want to say to, like I've said to you a lot, um, is that if you offend somebody, if you didn't do it with ill intent, mm -hmm. I think that that, I think your intent is more important than how somebody else, because you can't control how somebody else feels about something, right? Right. So I always try to, because I'm very blunt, very straightforward, and not every, and I say my opinions, whether you like my opinions or not, that's just my personality. And that doesn't always come across right. So, but my intent's not ill. Right. And so I think, it's really important to, to recognize that it's okay to, to say what you want, you know, as long as you're being kind. Right. Yeah. This is just me talking to you. I should. Uh -huh. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> okay. Well, we thank you so much for listening to this. We hope you enjoy it. This was really exciting and I would really love to get some feedback on this one. Um, you can DM me, put a post on one of our Facebook things Review it. in, yeah, in 
whatever you want. You can do it publicly in front of everybody, or you can DM me a personal message, but um, really interested to hear what you think and any suggestions. Um, we promise we will take them as suggestions and not personally. And we thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye.